4: All right, Game Time Decisions transitions into in-game live. I am Marenzi. We're throwing a tab with with the radio. Cam Stewart, Dr. David Chow will join us a little bit uh, later on. And the doctor's been very busy uh, over the last uh, 24 <laughs> hours. It was a bloodbath in the National Football League uh, yesterday. Uh, but uh, you're not tuning in right now to be told about what uh, already happened. Um, you're tuning in to this show to find out what's going uh, to happen and we were just talking about Steven Stamkos whether he's going to come back um and play he's going to i think he's going to be back in the series but is he yeah. going to be back uh is he going to be back tonight and how efficient will it be how how productive how 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 much will he play it's interesting you know they're talking about what he brings to the team and you know his he's there with them already right so he's sort of been like you know an assistant coach he's been part of it already Yep. they're concerned about the conditioning and cooper says head coach cooper saying that they're not just going to put him on the power play cuz obviously it was brought up that you know put him on the power play right so he said no no uh he said it's not about him going on the power play it's about him being able to play full shifts and his conditioning being fully up to speed and um And I I don't know if it is, Cam. Like you said, I get it. It's tough you to take a guy and just drop him on the ice. And when you're playing in the Stanley Cup finals at this level and this tempo that you're playing at, and it'd be bad if he gets burnt defensively, he gets caught out of place, everyone has chemistry. I totally get it. You've got to be very sensitive about how. How you implement them. It's like releasing an animal back into the wild, Ken.
5: Yes, good point. Yeah, <laughs> you're
4: right. Make sure he gets to, in there. <laughs> you have to be careful. It's like, don't just put him in with a bunch of alligators, eh? like right away, like it could end poorly. Yikes. Like release him in the wild. like It is, there, it's a delicate, it's delicate, right? I get it. But as we stated, we're talking about Steve Stamkos, bro. And they could use him, right? They, they could use him. My gut is, and I don't know, dude, like, I listen, I haven't been following it inside out. Um, you know, we we're, we don't have a word from inside the bubble and the hub right now. My gut instinct tells me he won't play tonight, but I think he will in Game 3, Kev. That's just my speculation.
5: Yeah, to your point, I think it works both ways, right? Do the Tampa Bay Lightning need a, a bit of infusion and, and Stamkos? I would say yes. But I also say this, Gabe, and I watched like every minute of, of the, the series. And um, I've known Stamkos from b- before watching him play. And you know this, he is a power play specialist, but he does make uh, errors in his own end. And to come out with not playing for six months and getting thrown right into a Stanley Cup final, bad things can happen. Dallas is really clicking on all cylinders right now. And I will say this. Anton Hudobin has got a little bit of the Biddington thing going on right now. He is getting stronger and stronger and stronger as this series progresses. I'm not saying Dallas is going to sweep Tampa Bay, but I'm saying I can't get in front of an underdog like this team. They're playing for him. Other guys on their team that were ghosts, other than Tyler Sagan, who's done nothing, every single veteran on the Dallas Stars has played well. They're playing inspired. And uh, this is a team I don't want to get in front of right now. They look fantastic, and they got a real good mojo
4: going. Um, yeah, they do. I rode them against the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and I took them in Game One. Uh, but every train has a last stop, and uh, tonight's where I get off. Uh, I'm, get, I'm getting <laughs> off. I think Tampa. I think Tampa get back in this. Um, I think Tampa get back in this. Uh, Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay played against the Islanders, and man, you know those double overtime games and like you know just long draining hockey games. And a style the Islanders drain you, bro. The way that they play. All right, we welcome all of our radio affiliates at back. Uh, game time decisions transitions into in game alive. I am Arendse. We're taking it with a Ranger Redick we'll Get back to Monday Night Football in a couple of minutes, but we have the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. Dallas Stars have a one nothing series lead. We cashed uh, both uh, the Stars plus uh, plus the money. Nice uh, nice payday. What was it? Plus one fifty five in Game One. Yeah. And uh, and the under five and a half. I tell you, the hockey playoffs have been uh, very good for us. Um, so we roll into tonight's uh, game. And, you know, anytime a team comes off an emotional draining series, and Dallas and Vegas really wasn't all that emotionally draining, man. Dallas just rolled them, right? So it wasn't like draining for Dallas. You look at the Islanders, and, you know, I was seeing the interviews with the Tampa players, and I always, you know, it's very critical to know, you know, understand a matchup. And basically the Lightning got caught off guard, Cam, It's tough. They played all those games against the Islanders, and the Islanders sat back. The Islanders just basically build a wall back, and they don't really come at you. And the Lightning players said exactly that, that basically – That, you know, the Islanders sat back and that they were always on the attack against the Islanders. And they said, man, the Dallas Stars are in your freaking face. And they said, like, it caught us. They weren't prepared for it. And, you know, it's not like they're overwhelmed by it. But you see it all the time. You see it in basketball as well. That game one, it'll be kind of ugly. And then game two, it'll tighten up. Now, you mentioned, uh, you know, listen, the, the, the goaltending has been unbelievable. You know, this, this guy, um, there's some great pictures of this guy online too, Cam, of him all hammered and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, At He looks home, like, like
4: and, and, and He really <laughs> yeah, does, does look like Hanzer. He does. But, you know, he does. You know, like the <laughs> love- uh, Hanzer is a regular viewer of ours the guy, uh, you know, yeah. so uh, uh, guys he probably it might be in our chat now. But even most yeah. people during the National Anthem, they're all intense and they don't they don't care the cameras on when they don't notice. Like the other day, he's like National Anthem's going. The camera comes, and he awkwardly like looks right into the camera and then looks away. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <see>. <laughs> he's, sort of like, he's awesome. He always he looks hung over all the time. Ubode, he does. He looks, looks hung over all the time. You just say this guy's a booze bag. This guy can drink. Yeah. Like, if they win the Stanley Cup. This guy's going to go into benders of all benders. The benders of all benders. <laughs> Vodka pool In-game live continues. I am Gabriel Marenzi, throwing it down to Ranger Redhead, cam. Stewart. Countdown to Monday Night Football is now officially on, a little more than an hour away from kickoff in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. Dr. David Chow uh, will join us. We'll get injury updates uh, as far as tonight's uh, football game is concerned. And uh, as a whole, and uh, man, it was a bloodbath. It was just over the top uh, yesterday. Uh, with the injuries across uh, the board. We had the doctor on yesterday, actually, while a lot of these injuries uh, were going on. And um, we'll get back to sort of the root uh, and cause of a lot of these injuries. And a lot of people are saying, Cam, you know, the lack of training camp, the lack of um, of preseason games. And we got into this a little bit yesterday uh, with the doctor. Uh, But it's more of a case in which he raised a great point in which the athletes today, and it sounds cliche, but they you know, it's crazy. You look at these guys, the way that they're built, look at Miles Garrett and stuff, yep. and they're just freaks, man. They look like they're 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 freak athletes with like veins and muscles popping out that we don't even know that we have. And they they train so hard, there's so much muscle mass, not a lot of body fat, and then conversely, Kev. You know, you can train, you can get strong, you can train your muscles. You can't make your ACL stronger. Exactly. It's a great point. Such a good point. That the doctor raised, and he said, he said, like, Nick Bose's ACL is no stronger than yours, Gabe. Like, it's crazy. Like, he can't, that's just something that he can't do. You know, there's vitamins, and I'm sure that, you know, there's this protein shake. You know what I mean, Cam, but. For sure. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, that's for your bones and stuff, but like your joints. So they get so, these guys are so big, they're moving so fast, right? Like just think, even in the old days, bro, Ronnie Lott, as good as he was, he would sort of turn around and hit you, right? Nowadays, it's just, it's like pinball this stuff. So guys are turning yeah. like ultra fast, man, and their knees are popping and it just, the joints pop and there's so much muscle mass on their bodies, but the MCL, the ACLs, you can't build muscle. You can't train your ACL. Now, the long gist of it, it's inside. There's nothing you can do. It is what it is, right? It's sort of like uh, we always talk about, like, uh, Alistair Overeem, like Joey Odessa's line. Yeah. That Overeem's got 185-pound chin on a 255-pound body, <laughs> right? Mm. That you can juice up. You can do all muscles, Kev. Yep. But if you got a jaw chin, you got a jaw chin. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. A he took chin, some punching. You know
5: you know what, Miretti? His chin looked pretty damn good his last fight. He didn't get knocked out, and he took a lot of abuse there. I say he's got a two hundred and fifty-five uh, pound chin. Yeah. The last few fights I've seen with Overeem, but to your earlier point, well, too, I, I remember- punched him,
4: If I punched him, I'd break my, I'd break my hand yes. for like yes. his jaw. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. like, you're, oh. you're punching, you're <laughs> punching
5: brick. You're basically <laughs> punching into some brick or concrete there. But I always was told this too. Even the guys. Remember when I used to cover hockey, Gabe? You remember too? A lot of guys, uh, there was less injuries. They had a little bit of body fat. They weren't out of shape, but you know what I mean. That's I'm not I'm really saying. saying that. Yeah, that drinking belly and stuff like that. exactly. The modern day athlete has a lot of muscle, and when you have a lot of muscle, it, that leads to more injuries. Yes, they're quicker, nothing faster, can
4: better than Cam. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Imagine, like I know it sounds like it sounds crazy to some people. You think about that, but it's true. It's true. You have a little fat, little blubber there. It's different as opposed to Magic Ham. You're nothing but muscle, two percent body fat and stuff like yep. that. Get hurt. Boom. You get the helmet on your. It's hitting you. There's no protection. It's yep. right on your bone and muscle. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, everything is direct. Look at all those guys, Ken. Every rip guy always gets hurt. And I like the yep. fact that Metcalf's backed off a bit, if you notice. You know what I mean? And you know, Seattle told him, bro, you're not Mr. Olympia here. You know what I mean? Like that's how you pop joints. Stay out of the, like, back off the weight room here a little bit, kid. Right? But. Remember, like, David Boston was ripped and big, always yep. hurt. hurt all the time. The, the muscle guys, the guys that look like, oh, oh, he's an athletic freak. Yeah, yeah, he's also, like, a fine-tuned car that's always got a little problem. Saquon yep. Barkley. Look at, and, and, and poor kid's hurt again. But look at Saquon Barkley. Same thing, Ken. Dude, that guy can, like, seriously, like, do, like, the, the leg presses and, like, you know, he can, like, you know, like, <laughs> a car and stuff. You know what yep. I mean? Like, you see his thighs. So he can lift a car with it. it's, like, yep. about from his back. With his legs, but he can't stay healthy on the football field, right? It's always that I tweak something, man, I pop something there. Bo Jackson, bro. But as great as Bo Jackson was as an athlete, Bo Jackson couldn't stay on the field, bro. Nope. He couldn't stay on the field. And why? It wasn't that he was soft. The guy's tough as hell. Cam, think back. Bo Jackson was one of the few guys built like everyone's built now, then. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, Bo sure. Jackson now, physically, would just be, like, sort of, yeah, he's good. I'm not saying he wouldn't be a great player, but, like, then it was like, holy crap, this guy is, like, crazy big and ripped and stuff. Baseball players used just to be fat guys. Bo Jackson would always get hurt, right? You know, Barry Bonds, man. Like Barry Bonds got all big. The guy always got hurt, mm-hmm. bro. Oh, this popped, that popped. Exactly. Pop. There's too much weight on your joints and your ligaments and stuff like that. So, let me – It's not mm-hmm. – So, basically, yeah, Chow was saying it's not – it's not the, the training camp stuff. It's just basically it's it's a problem I agree. with the size and the speed of the sport.
5: I absolutely agree. And he's the doctor. And let me tell you this one thing. I'll give kudos to Bryson DeChambeau for proving everybody wrong. This is the example I want to use from golf. He's basically He-Man with a golf club right now. It's working because he's out driving everybody yeah. and fighting through the rough. But I will say this, and quote my words. He will not have a long career. He will win during this. It will be great, but it will not be long. You cannot put that kind of torque, that 190-mile-an-hour swing, that body type, and make it work without pulling something in your back. I'm telling you, man, guys who were built in golf, they had a good career for a bit, and they didn't make it. So he's doing really good things now, but I'd be very, very careful because you're playing with fire with that type of body. That's all I'm saying.
4: Yeah, You know what? It's funny you say that. It's the same thing in the UFC. You see these guys come and go all the time. You're like, yep. oh man, this guy's a monster, he's all ripped and crazy and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's always hurt. You know what I mean? He's always yep. hurt or testing positive. Like, but generally, those guys get hurt, they just do. Yes, you know what I mean? They they that, that's, they, you know, that, that's just the point, but yeah, so Dr. David Chow. Uh, Will join as people's fantasy football teams just, you yeah, know, whatever.
5: Oh, I got I got McCaffrey in two of my leagues. Like, I'm toast. Yeah, yeah. I'm already losing. Like, I'm done. Like, it's in Vince's league, I'm toast. Like, it's, I, I might as well just pack it in now. I got like two major injuries. Like, I, it doesn't matter like who I get off the waiver wire. No one can replace these guys. But yeah, that's the thing, have
4: McCaffrey, game. I have McCaffrey and George Kittle. They're both hurt. Like, yeah. yeah I, I got Kittle at one. Like, like, I know. I, know I, I,
5: got, I got bad luck this year. And here's the thing. And we talk about this with fantasy baseball. To a tenfold, even more, whoever wins your fantasy football league will be the luckiest. They'll have the least injuries. That's bottom line because guys are going out left, right, and center. That's who's going to win. You just got to stay healthy, and it's tough.
4: All right, so current number right now, 4-47.5. and Uh, Alvin Kamara up to minus 135 touchdown. We talked about it about 20 minutes ago, and it was minus 130. It was actually like uh, minus 105 earlier this morning. It just keeps going up. People like, you know, people starting to, you know, listen to the show. People are starting to listen to uh and and check the touchdown props, touchdown props becoming much more popular. Josh Jacobs at 130. I played them both. I got Alvin Kamara, if you're just joining us uh, right now. I've got um I'm playing the Raiders plus the points. Me too. I'm going with the Raiders and an over seven point teaser. And I'll tell you what, actually, Kev, this is the game. This is the game that you can tease all four sides. I kind of think the same way. Over yes. 40 and a half, under 54 and a half. So it's 47 and a half right now. So I prefer the under. Mm-hmm. You'd get the Saints plus three. Saints plus three and over 40 and a half. Saints plus three, under 54 and a half. Raiders plus 11, over um, and over and under the same numbers. Uh, 40 and a half. And uh, and, a 54 and a half um, so Yeah, you know what? You'd be. Um, it's eighteen and uh, eighteen and six. That's good. It's a- eighteen and six, <laughs> like on on, on the teaser sides. Mm-hmm. Um, if you play them, but I think I think it's a classic example tonight. You, if you if you teased all four sides of this of this football game, but I like the props. We had a good prop day yesterday. Hopefully, we can keep it going tonight. Jacobs to score a touchdown. Kamara to score a touchdown, Josh Jacobs over 92 and a half Russian receiving yards, Jared Cook over four and a half receptions, Sanders over four and a half receptions, Waller over four and a half receptions. Do you believe, Cam, in that superstition and if your palm is itchy, you're going to make money? Because my palm is yeah. really itchy right now, just as I talk about the picks. Oh, I'm going to settle up now. Good <laughs> sign.
2: On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: Less than an hour away, NFL uh, football, Monday Night Football. As we wrap up a week in which it's been a pretty high-scoring week, actually, uh, Cam. It's yep. um, t- ten overs actually, ten and five to the over uh, so far. Coming into the final game of the uh, the week this evening, interesting total. This number's been bouncing around. It really has been. And, you know, you normally don't see movement like this. Uh, you Normally you'll see movement in one way, but not in all ways. And in this game, uh, it was 48 and a half. That's, that was pretty much the standard number all week. 48, 48 and a half, 48 and a half. Went up to 49 and a half. Went up to 49 and a half. And uh, was 49 and a half this morning. Went back down to 48 and a half. And uh, has now moved to 47. And a half uh, can So there has been quite a bit of movement here. All key numbers, some key numbers here as far as teasers are concerned. So now you get a seven-point teaser. You know, you're getting this at uh, 40 and a half. You just need to get to 41 points if you want to tease uh, this football game. I think it is a good tease football game. You get uh, you get the Raiders plus 11 over 40 and a half. I don't have a problem with that. I could be wrong. Kevin Walsh said he thinks this turns into like a you know crazy game into the 60s like it did last night. I don't see it, dude. The Saints I don't either. are going to be ball control with Kamara. You know, they're going to give the ball to Kamara, Taysom Hill is going to come in and do, do his thing for some plays. I, you know, I don't and the Raiders are going to run with Josh Jacobs. I look at this as a game in the mid 40s, Cam. I really do. I think this is a 24-21 style football game. I think uh and I think the Raiders can win this game outright. I really do. Maybe I'm overestimating them. Uh no. but I think they can win this game outright. You're not, and
5: I think the game might even be in the high 30s, low 40s. Uh, if you're going to do the teasers, I like the Raiders uh, to plus 11, and I'd go under 545 half rather than the over. I think that's the way to play it. I know it's a little scarier doing that when the points are being scored, but I agree 100%. I see a lot of running in this game. I see a lot of clock moving. Uh, Drew Brees, I don't think he's going to take shots downfield. I agree. A lot of dinking and dunking. Tick, 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 tick. I think it's going to be a very, very tight game, and I think the Raiders can win outright, so I will definitely take the points. It's going to be a very tight game. Give me the four with the Raiders. I'm going to do a teaser with the Raiders to the under as well.
4: Yeah, you just get the feeling that, as I stated earlier, I sort of get the feeling that it's time that, you know, Gruden and Mayock get a big-time, big-time national television win against a good football team. And, yep. listen, I'm not all in on the Raiders and and saying the Raiders are the greatest football team in the world, but it's sort of a play against the Saints as well, to be honest. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of down on the Saints coming into the year. Not fully down, because I know they're a dangerous team. They're going to be in a mix, but... I don't think they're as good as Seattle. I don't think they're as good as Green Bay. I think they're trending in the wrong direction, in, in a sense. I think, they, you know, their defense is good, not great. And to me, we'll see if I'm wrong. And I normally I don't overreact, Kev. I'm not a big injury guy, as crazy as it sounds. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's there's a difference in the pros and in college. In, in yeah. college, it's more, all right, next man up, don't worry about it. So the kid's yeah. out. It's fine. Don't you? Know, I mean, the next kid will be as good anyways. In pro football, it does matter. It, it really does. And it changes the dynamic. Basically, camp, all Drew Brees does is throw to Michael Thomas. Exactly. Like, that's all he does. Now Michael Thomas isn't there. He's going to drop back and look over to his right. be like, oh, man, Thomas isn't there. And, you know, that's why I think Cook is going to have a nice game. Cook will get open over the, too. the field, and Brees is going to panic and throw it to him. And Sanders will get his being the number one guy. But he's not going to go off for 12 and 180 yards or anything tonight, I don't think. So I think it's a very smash mouth game, man. Heavy dose of Jacobs, heavy dose of Kamara uh, tonight. And um, that, you know. And I like quarterback props, Cam, and I'm not even playing the QB props. I played some reception props, but I think there's a lot of run in the football tonight. Couldn't agree. Well,
5: we're on the same page with this game, and I think the same thing. I think if you're going to look for people that are going to do things, it's what we talked about earlier, the tight ends. Cook is a guy that gets his on a good day. You look at the tight end situation, Drew Brees is comfortable with his tight end. He knows Cook. He's a very reliable safety net. I think he'll be there. And if you look at Carr, Waller's been a guy that's really stepped up in the Raiders' offense, too. So not just the running backs. Obviously, Camaro's going to get his. We talk about Jacobs. He's an absolute stud. We know how good he is. He ran all over Carolina week one. But the tight ends are what I really, really like. I like Waller, as you do, too. And I like Cook reception's over, yard's over. Let's rock.
4: Yeah, I've already played it. Yeah, I gave it earlier. Um, uh, Waller over four and a half, and um, and I also have Sanders Waller. Waller over four and a half, Sanders over four and a half, and Cook over four and a half uh, receptions. All pretty low, even though there's going to be a lot of running in this game. The touchdown props, I think Cook could get a touchdown. If you're looking for the late... That's what I want to do, for, too. If you're looking for... <laughs> If you're looking for a a, uh, a prop, but it doesn't pay all that much. It's plus 175. It's it's good. It's good, but, you know, it doesn't pay all that uh, much. Rugs to score a touchdown is intriguing at plus 250. Um, but, you know, it's very limited. Like, there's really not a lot of playmakers. You know, it sounds crazy to say that for with a New Orleans State football team. But if you look at the touchdown props tonight, there's, like, big jumps. You have Kamara Jacobs. And then after that, Henry Ruggs is playing in his second game in the NFL. All right. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders is playing in his second game with this team um, in a limited training camp. You have Hunter Renfro. He's okay, You know what I mean? But really, is he going to score a touchdown? He's plus 330? So, you know, no. Um, So you got to believe Josh Jacobs is a touchdown play. I'm surprised it's minus 130. I've got Jacobs as a as a touchdown uh, prop. I've got Kamara. Kamara's up to minus 135 uh, right now. So if you're just joining us, uh, I've got um, the Raiders plus the points. I'm going to tease the Raiders to the over. I've got Josh Jacobs to score a touchdown, minus 130. Kamara to score a touchdown. Jacobs over 92.5 rush and receiving yards. Jared Cook over four and a half receptions. Emmanuel Sanders, over four and a half receptions. And uh, Darren Waller, over four and a half receptions. We'll we'll see if we can keep this uh, red-hot prop streak that I'm on going tonight, Ken.
5: Yeah, it was a great night, Gabe. Uh, I remember, and I knew it was going to happen. I told George, welcome to the Seahawks. Like, when they had the lead, he's like, oh, they're going to blow them away. I go, no, they won't. Uh, New England will come back in this game and it'll be a heartbreaking last drive and I pray we win because I had Seattle capping off parlays and everything. But the props all hit, Gabe. We talked about it like just as we talked about like the Carson touchdown and everything went. His combined receiving and rushing yards. It was a very good night last night and let's hope that uh, we hit it tonight too. I really like uh, where we're going with the tight ends in this spot. I think they're totally the safety blankets for both quarterbacks and I think they're both going to have big nights even though, I think the game is going to be lower scoring than a lot of people think.
4: All right, so we do disagree on the hockey game. Um, yeah. I'm going to be taking the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the under. These unders just keep on coming in over and over and over and yeah. over again. And it's almost scary because at some point I'm like, man, one of these games going to open up. I mean,
3: what yeah,
4: dude open up.
3: I don't, know if a <laughs> lack
4: of, I don't know if it's the lack of crowd. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, no one's ever really going to know. There's, You know, I'd like to do a study, actually. Um, it'd be a very interesting study. i like to, like, interview, like, basically players that were in the NHL, the NBA, and, you know, ask them, fans, no fans, this, what was different, what was that? Yeah. Because things are, things are different. Like, there's no way... Like basically, you're getting different matchups right now. For sure, you're you getting you're getting different matchups than you would have. And no excuses as a Toronto Raptor fan, but if yeah. the Raptors had a home court advantage, they wouldn't have lost. Like they wouldn't yeah. have. Like they they would have won their four. They would have won seven. They would have won at home, right? Like it would have changed everything. Milwaukee wouldn't have gotten bounced the way that they did. Uh, it would have changed that dynamic. It's it's amazing how it changes things. But there's no excuses. When I say that, I'm not saying, oh, it changed things, and it's an excuse. No, it changed things, but everybody's playing under the same rules.
3: Like, I do not put an
4: asterisk. There's no asterisk next to anyone's NBA title this year. These guys have been battling in a bubble every two days. There ain't no asterisk next to anything. Uh, The Stanley Cup, these guys have been battling for the last month and a half. There's no asterisk next to anything there. Major League Baseball... Yeah, not an not but... No, but it's, bad man, year. This is a bastardized <laughs> season. Yeah. I agree 100%. Like,
5: And that's what you said, too. Like, we had all these things, and then before, hey, we're going to do this. Like, there was no leeway there was no time to react and it was ridiculous and ludicrous like that you can't do those type of things but hey when the playoffs start it's going to be very interesting a lot of these dogs hey man you have to win two games you know you you could do that you said it some of these teams that squeak in that have a couple pretty uh, decent pitchers it's going to be very interesting but i agree with you baseball out of all the sports is it's the one where it's a little bit of a gong show for sure
4: I bet you, when it's all said and done, we're we're going to end up with the Dodgers, and uh, and it's going to be the Dodgers, and I don't know. I was saying the Rays, maybe the Athletics. People are buying into the Yankees uh, yeah. right now, but I don't know. Like, it's, it, I don't think there's going to be the upstart team. One one thing you know is interesting. It all depends on who plays who. But if San Diego plays Miami, which is coming up on a daily basis, the seating sort of change, but they're kind of the same. <laughs> San Diego, Miami seem to be on a collision course here, which is interesting because no one thought either team was going to be a playoff team this year, right? Yeah. So you get these two teams are going to be in, but by nature, if they play each other, suddenly one of them moves on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Then, then it becomes real. It's like oh wow, like then now now it becomes real. But it's so bastardized, guys. They're playing a best of two or three, and then there's and then there's going to be the best of five after. Yeah, and then you know, so and then the uh, the best of seven and the best of seven. So uh, listen, it's next Wednesday, not not in two days Wednesday, but uh, next Wednesday. It's always a debate. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's next Wednesday, and this Wednesday is the next Wednesday, right? But uh, no, not this Wednesday. The following Wednesday, there's eight baseball games on all playoff games. Like they're all playing <laughs> all day long. There's going to be baseball. They're all playing. It's going to be great
3: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft
2: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcast, or
4: wherever you get your podcast. All right. In game live uh, continues. I am a uh, Gabriel Maranci. Uh, throwing it down. Arranging redhead cam Stewart. We're on the clock uh, right now. NFL football, Monday night uh, football. We're on the underdog. Uh, we're on a bunch of props. We've been sharing the props uh, with you. Uh, speaking of uh, some of these other props, uh, some baseball props that we uh, we gave you earlier, and uh, we talked about uh, the Brewers and the Reds. I said, man, I want to take this game. We had Kevin Walsh on. I said, I want to take this game and go under the number, uh, but it's seven, and they did a good job of scaring me off. It's uh, scoreless <laughs> right now. Middle uh, middle fourth uh, between Woodruff. And uh, Castillo, Milwaukee, and Cincinnati—big series for both these uh, teams. It's basically like it's almost like a playoff series, actually. Like they—they they need to win. This is it. It's must-win for for both teams. Woodruff off to a good start. I got I uh, got his strikeout prop cam over six and a half. Right now, he's at um, he's at uh, five. That's good. Four innings, and Castillo's mm-hmm. at four right now.
5: Yeah, I, I'll tell you, like, and that's the thing. That number did scare us off, but yeah, the Reds had a couple guys on there. Woodruff got out of it. Great pitching matchup. Yeah, that's the thing. We can't let those numbers scare us off, Gabe, and Castillo's been very good lately. I mean, like, in fine form. This is the thing. If Cincinnati can find a way... Watch out because Castillo's looking real, real strong now. Where, you know, we talked about you, Darvish, before, and he's had a fantastic year, but the last couple starts, he's actually struggled a little bit. So it's all about timing when you get your team in and you talk about it. Winning a couple games in the series, a lot of these underdog
4: teams are actually going to go through because you only have to win two, not three. All right. So Dr. David Chow is going to join us uh, in a couple of moments. And uh, obviously, it was just a crazy, crazy, crazy day. Of injuries, International uh, Football League. Uh, the injuries will affect tonight's uh, football game. Michael Thomas, of course, uh, out. Yeah, we'll see what kind of impact this has, and I think it has a major impact. Uh, actually, I think I think it has a major impact on the Saints. He's just such a big part of their football team.
5: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, he and him and Drew Brees have a great chemistry with each other. It's going to be interesting. And you don't think the Raiders have a game plan for that, too? What What, what do you think they're going to do, Gabe, without Michael Thomas? Right? Even with Trey Con Smith, they're going to they're they're they have to do something different. And I'll tell you, the Raiders know that Kamara is going to get fed early and often in this game. And I think a lot of the time they'll be ready for it.
4: Yeah, you know, um, I don't know. That's the dangerous part of the game, actually. Though, Cam, you know, it's it's you can never how the hell are you going to predict? Like predicting what Sean Payton's going to do is like predicting yeah. the weather in, in Miami. Like That's what, true. What, what you don't know, no one knows, right? And he's had, it's not like he doesn't know Thomas is out, right? Like Thomas, you know, being out early in a game could throw them off a little bit. The fact that he got hurt late in the game, they've kind of known, they've known the whole week he wasn't going to play. So they've had a whole week to devise plays. Listen, Sean Payton probably you can argue is the best play caller in the National Football League, right? At least, at least he's right up there. The only thing is, mm-hmm. sometimes he gets a little, little, uh, little, cocky, little over, uh, yes, cocky, a little over yes, a little too cocky. arrogant. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. And that's you. You can argue, actually. That's how um, how Michael Thomas got hurt. Yeah, Michael Thomas yes. never really should have gotten hurt. It was a weird play. They were they were kind of they were up by double digits already uh, when they scored. I remember when I saw it happen, I was like, man, that was a dangerous, weird thing that you guys just did. Uh, and they, they paid the price for it. But, hey, listen, who? it's more like uh, who hasn't uh, gotten hurt uh, tonight. So um, I look forward to the doctor's take, actually. As far as tonight, I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what his, uh, what his take is on Henry Ruggs because Ruggs hasn't been practicing all week. And, you know, Kevin was talking about the Ruggs props earlier. I have a hard time trusting rookies. And yeah, I don't know what it is with these rookie wide receivers, but they have a real hard time staying healthy. They just—they do. They get—they get hurt in, in training camp all the time. Like it's one thing we were talking about it earlier, sort of being you know the uh, the finesse, you know the finesse stud modern athlete, but they also tweak a lot of things, man. And look, look, look at—they all get hurt. It's like durability is like one of the biggest things for like a rookie in the NFL. You know what I mean like it's one thing? Look at John Ross since he's been in the league. Oh yeah, you, know, you can't count on the guy. It's like, yeah, are you, are you here this week or are you, did you pull something? Did you tweak something, right? It's just it's it's tough for these kids. Like you see running backs as well. You see it all the time. Look at a kid, DeAndre Swift. Like people yeah. always get excited about draft picks. People always get excited about draft picks coming in, into the NFL and oh this guy and oh it's like it's fantasy football or something. It's like how many of the how many rookies are actually able to go through the rigors and stay on the field? All right, let's bring the true. doctor in uh, right now, Doctor Chow, House Call, Pro Football Uh, well, it's always a pleasure, Doc. Thanks for joining us. How you doing?
6: Good, good, good. Just looking at some breaking news while uh, waiting to get on with you guys. All good.
4: All right. So what's the breaking news? What do you guys? Twenty twenty. Nothing
6: would surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <whatever. laughs> I mean, I wanted to push the pause button today, right? I mean, everything was just coming every 20 minutes. I knew this, I knew that, a bigger injury. It continued from uh, yesterday. I, I mean, this, this mask isn't really for COVID per se. I guess it is. But this is like, I'm, I'm just finishing up work. So I'm trying to catch up with what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's,
4: it's yesterday, and we spoke yesterday. I, don't, I can't recall a day like that. Um, in which there were just so many injuries and unfortunately a lot of the a lot of the speculation was true. we'll get to that momentarily. but as far as tonight, i was just talking about henry Ruggs, uh, uh, and, uh, about Ruggs and about rugs and about rookie wide receivers and durability and staying on the field and how tough it is. so he he didn't practice all week what's your uh, what's your opinion on rugs coming into tonight?
6: Well, it's normally hard for rookies, right? Because you got to learn a new offense, the new NFL. Certainly even harder this year because of the pandemic and lack of an off-season program and all the Zoom. And then the shortened uh, training camp period and no preseason game. So you're kind of flying into it and trying to figure it all out on the fly. Now he's got that MCL sprain. And so what likely is to happen, he's going to have a limited route treat today. Uh, Some go routes might be okay, but cutting in certain directions, seven routes, A two-way goes would be a lot harder for him to change direction. So his game might be a little modified today, and he's a rookie, so the question is how will he handle it?
4: How much different is it? Like, I remember Leonard Fournette said, he said, oh, this is like a picnic next to LSU's camps. Uh, You know, the NFL isn't as hard as what college is. But, you know, you're a team doctor, so you've seen it. How difficult is it for for a college kid to come into an NFL camp? And this year was completely different, right? So the camp was accelerated, it was shorter, but what are the challenges that college players face in their first exposure to NFL players, NFL practices, NFL workout routines? What's the biggest difference between college and the pros?
6: Well, you know, no question, overall talent level, because everyone next to you was the star on their team. And maybe that was true for Leonard Fournette, but you also have to keep in mind, and Leonard Fournette obviously a superior talent, but traditionally it's easier for a running back to get going. You know, it's almost instincts. You're supposed to hit this hole. It's this, that, the other. But for receivers and other positions, especially offensive linemen and other things or coverage, it's true teamwork, right? So there's more mental aspect to the game. Football is definitely one sport where if you don't pick up the scheme and the mental aspect, and I'm not trying to put this the wrong way, but literally you can be too dumb. To play football if you're not smart enough to know your role in a certain lineup in a scheme i don't care how talented you are if you're a basketball player and you don't know the scheme man, your athleticism will carry you you may not become a larry bird you may not become a lebron james or a michael yeah, you jordan gonna you're not going to get someone hurt exactly yeah, yeah, you're
4: right. like yeah you might not
6: defend the pick and roll but
4: you're not getting a star player murdered right if you make a mistake <laughs>
6: yeah. Definitely teamwork game. And the other big thing that I found about colleges, and and maybe in a weird way it might help this time, is that the rookie wall. And it happens in two ways. First of all, uh, obviously, a much shorter season in college. So come November, December, you think yeah. it's done yeah. and it's still going. Yep. The other big thing is mental fatigue. Because in college, you're limited to your hours. You have Only certain hours of block time and then the schoolwork and a change of pace and other things. You cannot hold school kids there for 10 hours. These NFL players are there 10, 12 hours a day from first meeting to treatment to second meeting to walk through to practice to film study. It is a full time 8, 10, 12 hour a day job in the NFL. Not true in college. Well, it's a
4: 24-hour day being a doctor, and especially covering the NFL, (laughs) ProFootballDoc.com. So uh, San Francisco, these guys besieged, besieged Mm. with injuries uh, right now. But is there some optimism as far as Jimmy Garoppolo is concerned, Doc?
6: Uh, For me, a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, I don't see this being a six, eight-week high ankle sprain. It seemed mild. The key is, and I haven't gotten a chance to see the reports yet, what does he look like today? If he's on crutches in a boot today, all right, he might not play for a several weeks. Maybe It might be a four-week or more injury. If he's walking around in a boot today, it's a good sign. If he's walking around with nothing today, in other words, there's not much overnight swelling, just a wrap, that would be a great s- sign. So you guys got any sources down in West Virginia at the Greenbrier, you know, where you could sort of check that out? <laughs>
5: Who, Phil Mickelson? <laughs> That's where he hangs out there, Doc. I was going to ask you, Doc, about uh, Tyrod Taylor, not talking about tissues, ACLs or anything else, but cardiac, really weird stuff before that game, chest pain and chest injuries. What, what's going on there? And then I saw a report with Anthony Lynn saying, if he—if he's okay, he's going to be our starting quarterback, despite Herbert looking very, very good. Very interesting, Doc. Uh, chest pain well, with Tyrod Taylor.
6: A couple of things there. First of all, we broke some news yesterday on Sports Grid in the early game, saying Saquon Barkley ACL, Nick Bosa ACL, live right uh, in game. And let me and book this one here. Justin Herbert will be the starting quarterback next week for the for the I almost said San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. Book it. You heard it here first. Take minus one thousand on that and still book it. Here's why. Anthony Lynn has said. If he's not, a, he's, our star, he's my starter if he's 100%. There is no way he will be 100%. He may be 95% on the pneumothorax lung issue, and we'll cover that. But remember, he had a rib issue on Friday. He was getting an injection, and the injection went a little deeper, and he got the pneumothorax. He won't be 100% from the rib issue next week. So Justin Herbert will be the starter for at least week three. Week four, you can make an argument is Tyrod Taylor hundred percent. And this morning, I went out on a limb and I did a podcast that's on my Twitter timeline where I talked about how does all the how do all these facts make sense? How does a guy get quote hurt or develop chest pain who's a healthy guy, healthier than all of us combined? Right? He he doesn't. He's not having a heart attack all of a sudden after pregame warm-up. So what could have happened? So uh, we actually hypothesize and put together, you can look at it, it's interesting, you'll see how we get there. Uh, it's on the timeline where he caused the rib injury, he feels it, he goes in the locker room, he gets the pregame injection, it happens all the time that we do this. But yes, sometimes you go a little deeper than you intend. I'm not criticizing the Chargers or their medical staff at all. Look, Tom Brady lost the first game and threw a bad pick six, and he came back next week in one. I mean, we're all humans, and we're all, you know, it's all, uh, there's human error and this, that, the other. But I believe that's what happened. And then after we posted that, uh, NFL Network confirmed it. So that's what happened. It solves the mystery of what it was. You want to find out what's going on, you find out first uh, with Dr. David Chow,
4: ProFootball.com. All right, Uh, we got a couple of minutes uh, here. We're on the clock. So uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, is this really, is this four to six weeks for McCaffrey?
6: Well, so far, I have this one wrong. Okay, see, you know, one of the things, you got to be transparent with I'm people, sorry, right? Doc, I Engage. should tell you, we've only got about 20 seconds, so go on. All right. It didn't look bad on video, so I thought it was okay. They're saying four to six. I'm still hoping for less. We'll see.
4: All right. I hope, as uh, somebody that plays fantasy football uh, Me too. Christian McCaffrey on my mm-hmm. team, I hope that you're right, but you normally are, Doc. Uh, Dr. David Chow, ProFootballDoc.com. Always a pleasure, Doc. Thanks for the time.
6: Thanks, guys
2: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio
4: app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. In game live uh, continues, and uh, we're on the clock uh, right now. Me and Cam going head to head. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you know what? I, I've been I rode the stars all the way through to Las Vegas Golden Knights series. Kept cashing of his underdogs. Took the Dallas Stars in game one. So I'm kind of making – I don't know. Am I making a mistake by jumping off a team that's been good to me and, it, and it's been streaking as well, but every Rose has its thorn? <laughs> and Yes. Um, you know, at times, you know, you want to be smart and say, all right, I, you know, I got off at the right time. I really do think the matchup caught them off guard. I think Tampa are going to be more prepared with or without Stamkos. And I don't think Stamkos puts them over the top or anything, but I don't think Stamkos hurts them either. Um, but when it's all said and done, I think we got a seven-game series, Cam. And um, I think they even it up tonight. Give me the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, Minus it's kind of like th- – And I'm going under five and a half.
5: Yeah, it's like the Heat series, right? Like, and I know Boston burned me. I'm like, but well, you know, they got to win Game Three because they're not going to go down three nothing. And it's the same thing. I have no problem with you taking Tampa Bay, but um, if Dallas wins this game, then I'll probably get off because there's no way the Dallas Stars are going to sweep the Tampa Bay Lightning in a Stanley Cup final. I just think this is a vital game. If they go up two to nothing, and I think they can, I really think they can ride the hot tender. That is Anton Hudobin for another one. should be a great game tonight, and goals will be at a premium. Yeah, if you can get that hook at five and a half, definitely
4: I lean under as well, Gabe. Well, goalies are hot until they're not. Yeah. <laughs> I like what That's Tampa true. said about him, too. I like what Tampa said about him. They didn't, like, say, oh, he's a great goalie. They, they basically yeah. stated, they said, yeah. They said, when he's on, he's really, really good. When he's yeah. on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those type of deals. Look, he's a backup. <laughs> this guy, like, really? Yes, like, he is. He's on. the Listen, yes. if they win, he's the Cons My Trophy Award winner for most viable part. Like, he, he he, he would win. I mean, he's he's been that good. I brought that up, actually. He was, like, plus 750, I believe, uh, coming in. Crazy. I just didn't have the heart to pull the trigger on him because I didn't know about Ben Bishop's status. But this guy's really, really saved him. All right, we're going to recap all of our NFL picks on the other side, put him on the Raiders plus the points. And we're teasing it to the over. And the lightning are gonna win. Oh Wayne Pam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saddle, sample, 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 Let me see your shoulders work. I mean I don't know what you
1: came in and do, but uh
3: you ain't got-